Thanks for joining us for Open Bible Online today. Open Bible Baptist Church has been in South Jersey for over 60 years. We love this community and we want to be a help to you. In order to help us help you in the best way possible, would you do us a favor? Please fill out the digital connection card posted in this link. Here you could post prayer requests and also ask any questions you may have about Open Bible. If you'd like to give today, you could give online in less than two minutes. Visit openbiblenj.org for more information. Thanks again for joining us today. Now enjoy the service. Thank you. Thank you, Brother Tyler, for having me this morning. If you open up your Bibles to Exodus chapter number 32. Exodus chapter number 32, that's where we'll be at all morning. Interesting things happen all the time. You know, you prepare for something, and it doesn't go the way that you prepared it. I know preparing for this message, I struggled with this message. I struggled because it's the day after Christmas. And to be honest with you, I didn't want to preach this message. I tried to go a different direction several times. I even tried to get my wife to sign off on it. And that didn't happen. I mean, and I just really was like, Lord, do you really want me to preach this today? I mean, couldn't I preach something that is like, you know, the Grinch that tried to steal Christmas or something like that? I mean, I thought that would be something that I could preach on and maybe one day down the road I will preach on that message. But this is the last Sunday of the year. And we got 2022 to look forward to. And because of that, that's why the Lord wanted me to preach this message. I believe it's a privilege to be able to preach on the last Sunday of the year heading into 2022, and I don't take that lightly. And uh, God had to preach to me before I could preach to you. And so I mauled over this and chewed on this and weeks and weeks and weeks, and today's the day. And I pray that God would be blessed If you found Exodus chapter number 32, that's the second book in the Old Testament. If you don't have a Bible, there's a great book there in front of you. You can pull that out and you can find it's the second book there, Exodus chapter 32. If you found that this morning, please say amen. Amen. Would you please stand for the reading of God's word this morning? Exodus chapter number 32, beginning at verse number 7. Exodus chapter number 32, beginning at verse Number seven, and the Lord said unto Moses, go, get thee down for thy people, which thou broughtest out of the land of Egypt, have corrupted themselves. They have turned aside quickly out of the way, which I commanded them. They have made them a molten calf and have worshiped it and have sacrificed thereunto and said, these be thy gods, O Israel, which have brought thee up out of the land of Egypt. And the Lord said unto Moses, I have seen this people, and behold, it is a stiff-necked people. Now, therefore, let me alone, that my wrath may wax hot against them, and that I may consume them, and I will make of thee a great nation. And Moses besought the Lord, his God, and said, Lord, why doth thy wrath wax hot against thy people, which thou hast brought forth 
out of the land of Egypt with great power and with a mighty hand. Wherefore should the Egyptians speak and say, for mischief did he bring them out to slay them in the mountains and to consume them from the face of the earth? Turn from thy fierce wrath and repent of this evil against thy people. Remember Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, and Israel thy servant, to whom thou swearest by thy own self, and saidest unto them, I will multiply your seed as the stars of heaven, and all this land that I have spoken of will I give unto your seed, and they will inherit it forever. And the Lord repented of the evil which he thought to do unto his people. That word repented means he changed his mind. And Moses turned, and he went down from the mount, and the two tables of the testimony were in his hand. The tables were written on both their sides, on the one side and on the other were they written. Father, Lord, I thank you. I thank you, Father, for this day. Thank you, Lord, for the privilege it is, Lord, to be here this morning. Father, I thank you for the people that you have brought here this morning. Father, I pray now, Lord, that you would help me to preach to your people. These are your people, Father. These are the people, Lord, that you have brought here this morning. And Lord, I pray now that you will help me preach to the people of God this morning. But Father, I also pray, Lord, for those that might be here this morning that do not know you as their personal Savior, Father, what a dark way to live. I pray, Lord, now that you would work in their hearts as well, work in their lives, Father, and that they would leave here, Lord, change. But Father, I pray, Lord, that God's people will be a light. Lord, now let's be a candle for you, Lord, as we move into 2022. Father, may we look back at 2021, but Father, may we march into 2022, being on your side this morning, Father, I pray. So now, Lord, I ask now that you empty yourself, fill me with your spirit, hide me behind the cross of Calvary, and may you go forth this morning. I love you. We love you. In Jesus' precious name, amen. Thank you for standing. You may be seated. We open our Bibles to the book of Exodus this morning, and I would say the theme of Exodus is pretty self-explanatory from the name Exodus. See, God's people found themselves in the land of Egypt, not touring it, not visiting there, not in the land of Egypt because they were on vacation. They found themselves in the land of Egypt as slaves. Could I tell you, there's nothing like being a slave, yet that's where they found themselves, a slave to the enemies of God. For over 400 years, they were there in misery and ruined and bondage. They couldn't leave if they wanted to, and if they did, where would they go? So they cried out to God. I like to tell you, there's nothing like being a slave, but there's nothing like crying out to God. God, deliver us. Get us out of here. We're building mortar for some taskmaster. We're being told what to do. By a hater of you, God, we want out of here. In the Bible, Egypt is a picture of the world. In the Bible, Pharaoh is a picture of the devil. So the people of God found themselves out in the world being controlled by the devil. What a miserable place to be in. They cried to God, and God raised up a man by the name of Moses. You recall when God first went to Moses, his reaction was, Here am I! Send somebody else. See, until he got his mind right, and he finally admitted to God, you call me, 
because you want me. God, I was, God was able to use this man to go back into Egypt where he had been for 40 years. Now, 40 years he's been removed from Egypt and he goes back to Egypt altogether different. A changed person who had seen God in a new way and in a real way. So Moses goes back to Egypt. Now, you know the story. He confronts Pharaoh. Let my people go. Pharaoh is not ready to relinquish God's people. So God sends by the hand of Moses 10 different plagues. After the 10th plague, Pharaoh releases the people of God. See, they leave Pharaoh's presence only to be sued by him, guided by a pillar by cloud by day and a pillar of fire by night until they approach the Red Sea. See, a body of water they can't jump over, a body of water they can't swim through, a body of water they can't sail across. The only way to get across the Red Sea is for God to part it. And the only way for it to be parted is for God to do it. So Moses takes that rod, that same rod that's been used in the front and the face of Pharaoh. I mean, that same rod that God spoke to him through there on the backside of the desert. And Moses stretches out that rod over the Red Sea, and a great miracle happens that we've never seen before, uh, that's in the Bible necessarily to be ever recorded again. But the Red Sea parts. Well, on one side stands on a heap of water, and on the other side stands a heap of the water. And then they begin to walk across um, this water. They didn't move, they didn't walk across on slushy ground or mushy ground. They walked across on dry ground. Let us not overlook the miracles of God. He parted the Red Sea. Then the enemies pursued after them, and the sea that parts for the people of God closes up on the enemies of God. Don't you like God? See, God will part bodies of water for us and close up that same body of waters for our enemies. See, I'm glad I'm on the right side this morning. Amen. So he walked across on dry ground, and the enemy pursues him, and the waters consumes them, and Pharaoh and his armies are consumed. And so now Egypt has now watched the people of God be delivered from their hand. So in the book of Exodus that we find the people of God brought out of the land of Egypt, but God didn't bring them out to leave them there. See, God brought them out to bring them in. You see, it just wasn't God's will to get them out of Egypt. It was God's will to get them into Canaan. Amen. See, God just didn't want to take them out from where they were, but he wanted to take them to where they were going. And so in the book of Exodus, we're watching the nation of Israel leaving the land of Egypt, headed to the land of Canaan. They've been delivered. They've been blessed by the Almighty God. They've seen God. They take them out of Egypt in a miraculous way. As a matter of fact, Scripture tells us that God delivered Israel from Egypt, and they left with a high hand. It's almost like a high five. They had a sense of victory. They were marching out of the land of Egypt, triumphant, realizing that the enemies of God have been conquered by the Almighty God. And then the people of God had been delivered by the Redeemer. Now they were marching to Canaan, headed to the place of destiny. See, Canaan was no secret to the people of Israel, for God had promised Abraham and Isaac and Jacob that he would bring them into this land, a land flowing with milk and honey, a land that was prosperous, a, a land that he would not only take them into, but he would drive out their enemies. See, God always wanted to bless of his people, and that's what he had planned to do. But in Exodus chapter 32, headed from Egypt to Canaan, they paused. 
And Moses is up in the mountain talking with God. And I like to say he was enjoying himself. Let me say this. If you talk to God and you're not enjoying yourself, you better make sure you got the right connection. See, he was enjoying himself. I mean, he was up there by himself. I'm telling you what was happening in that mountain was more than a, just a mountaintop experience. It was a supernatural experience. See, Moses had traveled to a place where he and God are, and they are handling business, and God's talking to him, and the Bible says that God is talking to him in a very intimate way, in a very real way. That was happening in the mountain. But something altogether different is happening at the bottom. His brother Aaron is in charge. You gotta be careful leaving your brother in charge. All kinds of problems can happen. See, Moses delayed his return, and much like people are prone to do, the children of Israel begin to act a fool. Why, the man of God took his time coming back. Make us gods, Aaron, gods that will go before us, because Moses, the man of God that you brought out of the land of Egypt, is taking a long time. We don't know where, where he is, so break off your earrings, Aaron says. All of your gold, take your wife's jewelry, your son's jewelry, your daughter's jewelry, and bring them to me. From that gold, we're going to make a calf, an inanimate object, and we're going to make this calf, and not only are we going to fashion this calf, we're going to worship this calf, as it's, this is calf delivered us. And they were having a good time. I want you to know they were making bird offerings, verse number six, and they were bringing peace offerings. And to know that they were really having a good time, the Bible says that they sat down to eat and to drink, and they rose up to play. I like to tell you, Moses is talking with God at the bottom of the mountain, and the people are partying at the bottom of the mountain. And in the middle of all having a good time, God says to Moses, pause. Pause. So I know what we're talking about, and what we're talking about is important, but at the bottom of the mountain, there's a mess going on. And rather than stay up here and talk as friend to friend, I'm going to need you to leave the mountain and go down to the bottom of the mountain and deal with that mess. And I want to tell you, I got to ponder in this passage of Scripture. As we look back over 2021, isn't this a year of happenings? Good night. If I were to summarize this year, y'all would never go home today. A lot has happened. By the way, a lot of good has happened. I'd like to tell you that none of these days this year has God been unfaithful. I'd like to tell you 365 days in this year, as we approach that number in just a couple of days, I'd like to tell you that every time I have awakened in the morning, I have awakened with brand new mercies. I'd like to tell you that today, just like every day, the sun came out and I had nothing to do with it. God woke me up and I cannot do it on my own. I'm in my right mind. I, I started on my way just like other Sundays in the year. God is meeting with us. We heard the choir sing this week. We sing, we've seen the Bible open this year and I'd like to say, we are in a building today. The lights are still on. There's still heating and air conditioning in the building. None of us has starved this year. No, it hasn't gone all the way like we'd like it to go. But I like to say without apology, and I believe a few of you in here would agree with me, in 2021, God has been good. See, there was no question about it. My good days outweigh my bad days, and I won't complain. But I also like to say there have been some bad things that happened. 
There have been some things that aren't very favorable. There have been some bad things that have happened out in our world. There has been terrorism in our world. There's been killings in our world. There's been fightings in our world. There's been disputes in our world. And I like to say that at the beginning of 2021 and now at the end of 2021, immorality is still on the up and up. Homosexuality is still on the up and up. And I like to tell you, teenage pregnancy didn't end in 2021. Racism didn't end in 2021. There are a lot of things that didn't end. I could speak politically this morning. And I like to tell you that I turned on the news and I don't see anything that lines up with the Bible that I really believe would be ideal to run the United States of America. But I like to tell you that I'm not here to preach a political message this morning because the hope for America is not in the White House. I'm not here to preach an economic message for hope for America is not in the stock market. I'm not here to preach a medical message because the hope for America is not in the discovery of the cure of cancer. I'm not here to preach a social message because the hope for America is not for everybody to get along. I'm here to preach a Bible message. I'd like to tell you that the hope for America is found in this book. Oh, you say, preacher, I don't believe that book can change anybody's life. That book was written by man. Well, you must not have read this book because you could never get 40 men over a 1,600-year period of time to produce a manuscript that's inspired, infallible, inerrant. You can't get two men to agree, much less 40 men to agree living in a different time span. See, the only way to get 40 men with different personalities to agree on the manuscript is to have each man be guided by the same author. See, all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. For the prophecy came not in old time by the will of man, but the holy men of God spake as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. See, I like to tell you that the hope for America is found in the word of God. You know why? Because this is a pure word. This is a perfect word. This is a preserved word. This is a prophetic word. Uh, this is a personal word. This is a powerful word. This is a potent word. This is a piercing word. This is a probing word. This is a penetrating word. This is a perfecting word. This is a profitable word. Grass withers and flowers fade, but the word of God shall endure forever. I like to tell you there's been mess going on this year, but the Bible will change lives. See, but we are at a quandary, if you would, and I'll tell you why. Because everything that God does is good, and everything that the devil does is bad. But as we close 2021 and stand on the precipice of 2022, maybe God is saying, yep, you and me will always have a good time because that's how we do. But down at the bottom of the mountain, it's a mess. Every time I turn on the news, it's depressing. <laughs> I went to the shopping mall th this season and there's always something to get. Oh man, I can't stand getting in that traffic, but it happens. And there's a mess going on. And you look at where people's minds are and you look at where their treasure is and you look at where their hope is, and you look at how they splurge and go into debt over a holiday they don't know anything about. Then you find out that the people God have brought into this rhetoric and the status quo and the political incorrectness that goes on in our world today. Then you come to the church of the living God and you walk in on a Sunday morning and you think that's what's going on in the world. Wouldn't go on in here. But I like to tell you that the problem with the church today is not that the church is in the world. The problem with the church today is that the world is in the church. Amen. 
See, down at the bottom of the mountain weren't people that were ignorant. See, down at the bottom of the mountain weren't people that never met God. At the bottom of the mountain partying weren't people who had been raised on idolatry or used to nonsense. I like to tell you, down at the bottom of the mountain were people once enslaved in Egypt, God had delivered them. At the bottom of the mountain were people who had been exposed, God who had experienced the Almighty God. Down at the bottom of the mountain were people who saw darkness on Egypt's side of the town, but light on their side of the town, who saw killing on the Egyptian firstborn, but yet they woke up with their children alive. They saw the pillar of cloud. They saw the pillar of fire. They saw the water turning to blood. They saw the frogs. They saw the flies. They saw the lice. They saw the killings of the cattle. They saw everything. They watched the Red Sea part. They understood what it was to be delivered. They saw Amalek defeated. They sang the songs that God had delivered us, and yet time had progressed. And they weren't happy with God's timetable. So instead of pressing on with vibrancy and steadfastness and living for God, instead of being the church in the world, they became the world in the church. And God looked at a man and he said, go get you down. You know what he was saying, Moses? It's time to come down off the mountain. We're enjoying ourselves and we're having a hallelujah time. But the altitude up here is not where I need you right now. There's an atmosphere down there. You got to take what you know, take what you've learned, take what you have experienced, what you felt between you and me, and you got to go down to the bottom of the mountain and make a difference. Why? Because if you don't, I'm going to wipe out those folks down there at the bottom of the mountain. I'm going to make sure that every single one of them knows I am a God that does not play. And I'm going to tell you something today. We can sit here all day long, categorize and characterize all the devices and wickedness in the world. Yes, the devil is busy. Yes, the flesh is wicked. Yes, the world is getting worse. Yes, it seems like the fads and the trends in our world are depressing. But can I tell you that on, up in the mountain is a God that sits high and a God that looks low. See, if I could challenge you on the last Sunday of 2021, as we head into the first Sunday of 2022, could it be that God was not saying to every man, every woman, every boy and every girl, when you leave this building, it's a mess out there. When you go back to work, it's a mess out there. When, when you go down to the hallways of your school, it's a mess out there. In the world, in the society, it's a mess out there. But have you experienced God? Have you met God? Do you know God? Have you felt God? Have you sensed God? Have you talked with God? My prayer today is my preaching today is this. Somebody has to come down out of the mountain. And the question, will it be you? I don't want to say a lot today, but I'll say what I'm going to say quickly. If you're going to come down off that mountain, there's four things that have to be true about you. See, I'm going to tell you right now, you can't help nobody if you haven't got help yourself. See, the sad part about it is you got a lot of people trying to help people who haven't been helped. And we got other people who have been helped not trying to help. Somehow we have to get this thing right. Somebody has to come down off the mountain. You say, preacher, what kind of somebody qualifies me for coming down off the mountain? Well, I'm glad you asked. Number one, if you're taking notes this morning, somebody who has been in God's presence. I apologize this morning. That you know technology is not working. I built a PowerPoint for you guys, and it's not working this morning, so I'm going to make sure I give you guys this information so you can chew on it. I know there's no service tonight, 
So I figure I'd give you enough meat so when you go home this afternoon, you can chew on it. For the sake of time, we'll, we'll not go back and read Exodus chapter 24, but you'll find out that God invites Moses up to the mountain. Watch this now. I know this is deep, but you can't come down off the mountain unless you've been up in the mountain. And I want to tell you that when Moses went up into the mountain of the Almighty God, my Bible says, look at it in verse number 16 of Exodus chapter 32, and the glory of the Lord abode came upon Mount Sinai. And the cloud covered it six days. If you're going to come down off the mountain and be a blessing to somebody on your job, in your family, in your world, you have to be somebody that experienced God's presence and his glorious coverings. Write that down. Glorious coverings. See, I'm glad in 2021 we've we seen the glory of God come down. We've seen him move in services. We've we seen him answer prayers. We've seen him heal sickness. We've seen him save souls. We've seen him change lives. We've seen him restore marriages. We've seen him bring people together. We've seen babies born in emergency that are now at home. Surgeries happen and they were successful. We've seen doctors shake their head. We've seen family members scratch their head. We've seen people confound. We've seen Satan squander. We've seen deliverance become the norm for the child of God. That's nothing but the glory of God. We've seen the glorious coverings of God. While in the mountain, he not only saw the glorious coverings, he was giving, write this down, the governing commandments. See, up in the mountain, God saw him the law. He, he gave him the law, written with the very hand of God. See, if you're going to come down off the mountain, you not only have to experience God's glorious coverings, but my friend, you have to be exposed to God's governing commandments. See, see, if you're going to come down off the mountain, you're going to have to bend in this book. You, ha you have to have been close to the very hand of God. The writing, the very word of God, you see the answer for America is not in intelligency. The answer for America is not in brilliancy. The answer for America is in this precious word of God. The law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. Sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is true. You see, my friend, you have to understand the only way a man can be changed is through the word of God. A man is, is blessed that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. And his law doth he meditate day and night. I can't imagine probably seemed dismal to Timothy when Paul was saying to him that in the last days perilous times shall come and list every sin that mankind could know. For men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetousness, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, truth spakers, false accusers, incontent, fierce, despisers of those that are good, high-minded, lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God, having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof from such turn away. See, Timothy must have thought, well, thanks, Paul. This is the world that I have to pastor in. But Paul shifted in the midst of this dismal creation. And he said to him, but you can't make it because from the child thou hast known the scripture, which are able to make thee wise under salvation. You know, I'm glad that I don't have to get vacuumed up in this nonsense in this world that creates because I have a force and a power that makes a difference in all the world. God's word still works. Amen. Write this down, the gracious communion with God. They talked. You, you want to come down off the mountain? You have to be talking to God. Have you been talking to God lately? Have you talked to God lately? Now, you want to help somebody? 
Have a little talk with Jesus. Did you talk to him in 2021? It amazes me how we have to talk to everybody else. Can I ask you a question? How much have you talked to God in 2021? I want to help. I want to help my family. I want to help my job. I want to help God. You want to help somebody? You can run to the store and you can get them a toy. You can run to the bank and you can get them some money. You can, you can run to the kitchen and you can give them a meal. But my friend, you'll never help somebody until you run to God and give them God. Somebody who has been in God's presence. Number two, somebody who is bold in his position. Now I'm going to tell you, you have to come down off that mountain and be willing to help somebody. But sometimes the only way you can help people is to deal with them. And the problem with most Christians is we don't come down off the mountain because we don't want to face what's at the bottom. Preacher, I know they're wrong, but I don't want to say anything about it. I know it's not right, but my name is Bennett, and I'm not in it. And I know it's something that doesn't, that doesn't need to be but done, but I just don't like to, I just want to leave it alone. I like to tell you that when Moses came down off the mountain, he came down with an attitude inside of him that God vouched for. Notice what the scripture said that Moses went down and he had the table of testimonies in verse number 15 of chapter number 32. Written on both their sides and on the one side and on the other where they've written. Look at verse 16. And the tables were the work of God and the writing was the writing of God. Graven upon the tables. Verse 17. And when Joshua heard the noise of the people as they shouted, he said unto Moses, there is a noise of war in the camp. Look at verse 18. And he said, is it not the voice of them that shout for mastery? Neither is the voice of them that cry for being overcome, but the noise of them that sing, do I hear? And Moses, when he came nigh unto the camp, noticed what he saw. He saw a calf and dancing, and Moses' anger waxed hot. Write this down. If you have a bold position, sometimes you're going to have a righteous connection. You say, what's a connection? It's a fierce outburst of anger. See, the Bible preaches against anger when it's done the wrong way, but the Bible always advocates anger when it's a righteous anger. And if anybody is going to come down off the mountain that has spent time with God, when you see something that violates God, it ought to make you mad. And I tell you what has happened to our world. Our world has come all too common to God's people. They don't make us mad anymore. Now I'd like to ask, why is it that folks' religion get mad at a country and kill people? And born-again Christians see sin and it doesn't bother them. My Bible says Moses was hot. Preacher, I don't think it's that bad. I hear more Christian people that say sin is not that bad. Listen, listen. When your tolerance from sin increases, it tells me your time with God decreases. You see, the more time you spend with God, the less tolerance you have for foolishness. I'm not telling you to be belligerent. I'm not telling you to be crazy. I'm not telling you to be insane. I'm just telling you, if you spend time with God running around that dirty joke, you'll stop it from being told. If you spend time with God and you listen to that profanity in that music and in that movie, you'll turn it off. If you spend time with God and you got around those red cups, you wouldn't pick one up. See, if you spent time with God and you had that dirty thought in your mind, you wouldn't let it stay there. 
See, if you spend time with God during Christmas break, you won't go back to that public or private school the same way you left. Righteous conniption. Now write this down. That requires resolute confrontation. Resolute confrontation. Now, if we can come down off that mountain, once we get down there, we're going to have to confront some stuff. Preacher, I'm, not, I'm ready to come down off this mountain in 2022. Are you? When you get down there, be ready to confront some stuff. Be ready to tell some friends they have to go. Be ready to tell some social media it has to go. Uh-huh. We're ready to tell some habits they have to go. We're ready to tell some laziness you can't live here this year. Be ready to tell some God robbing, not in this year. You see, Moses confronted these fellas. He got down to the bottom of the mountain. I want you to notice what Moses did. Moses confronted them, and the Bible says, look with me, if you will, in verse number 20. And he took the calf which they had made, and he burned it in the fire, and he ground it to powder, and he strawed it upon the water, and he made the children of Israel drink it. Now listen, if you're going to get serious about God, you got to get serious about sin. Notice this statement Moses said. Look at it in verse number 26. Who is on the Lord's side? Hey, if you're going to be serious about God in 2022, you got to draw a line in the sand. I don't know where you stand, but I know where I do. My friendship is going to be based on where I stand. And my fellowship is going to be based on where I stand. And who I hang with is going to be based on where they stand. And who is in my phone is going to be based on where they stand. And who I date is going to be based on where they stand. And who I spend my weekends with. And who my kids run with. Who I vacation with. Where we go, what we say, based on where we stand. See, we spend too much time making our decisions based on what's fun instead of based on what's fact. Amen? You have to draw a line. See, Moses said, I've been with God and I've enjoyed myself. I'm coming down off the mountain. Who's on the Lord's side? Maybe you need to have a family meeting. Find out who's on the Lord's side. Call your friends together. Find out who's on the Lord's side. Feed them. They'll show up. Sit around the table and so many words ask who's on the Lord's side. But you'll have to get the Secret Service and the U.S. Marshal and the Border Patrol to find some of them. See, when it comes to church time. See, you know why? They said they were on the Lord's side. But Moses didn't say who's on the Lord's side, stand up and testify. He said who's on the Lord's side, stand here. See, you don't indicate what side you're on by what you say, you indicate what side you're on by where you stand. See, some people won't stand where, they, where they're going to stand until you pop the question. See, I hear people say all the time, I met my dream boyfriend. I, I met my dream girlfriend. He is so handsome. Oh, she's so nice. We have so many things in common. And I've never met anybody like him. Yada, 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 yada. That sounds good. But tell me where she stands. Tell me where he stands. How she's so great she don't come to church? How he's so great he's saved? No, he ain't saved. He's just a wonderful man. He just loves me so. He treats me. I'm not asking how he treats you. How does he treat Jesus? 
See, because if he don't treat Jesus right, he can't treat you right. Somebody help me preach, see? Ooh, it's coming. See, they always say, don't ask for something because you don't know what you're going to get. Man, we got friends. My boy, we so tight. I tell you, he would do anything for me, wish he'd get saved. How in the world you get so tight with somebody lost? I'm not talking about being kind. I'm not talking about being compassionate. I'm talking about Amos 3.3. Can two walk together except they be agreed? Let me pause here for a second. I'm not preaching this message. The Bible is preaching the message. And if you're feeling a little hot or a little warm, blame my mother. It's her fault. You say, why is that? My mom never got in an argument with me, never wanted to fight with me when I didn't want to agree with her. She always quoted scripture. Because she know I couldn't argue with scripture. And that burned me up. So the best way to preach a message is just preach it with scripture. So when you get upset, you're going to only get upset with God. But that's what we need. How in the world can you be tight, like in the same ball team, like in the same clothes, like in the same restaurant, yet one of you are going to heaven and one of you are going to hell? Maybe this year you need to sit down and decide which side you are. Because where you stand is going to be determined whether we walk together or not. I'm rounding the corner. Write this down. It was a revealing conclusion. Once Moses asked the question, the truly committed stood on one side and the terminated casualty stood on the other. Here's what God is saying. Separate the real people from the fake people so that I can lay down my judgment on the right side. Now, God knows who's who, but I want to tell you something. My Bible tells me something, that if I'm a companion of fools, I'll be destroyed with them. See, this is a big one here. Proverbs 13, 20. He that walketh with wise men shall be wise, but a companion of fools shall be destroyed. So standing on the right side is not to show God who you are. See, standing on the right side is to spare you from his wrath. You say, preacher, they my friends, but I know that all of them do that stuff, but I don't do it. <laughs> my Bible says that if you do it and you're nothing but a companion of their doings, when God destroys them for their doings, he will destroy you for being a companion of it. So there needs to be some breakups in 2022, some pushaways, some cutoffs, some erasing, some terminating. See, somebody has to come down off the mountain that has been in God's presence, bold in his position, and write this down. Number three, somebody who is burdened for people. I don't have a lot of time to spend here, but God says, I am hot with them. Hot! And the Bible says, Moses, and look in verse 29, says, y'all better get right. Because God's hot. If you really care about people, you'll tell them to get right. See, you don't love people, you don't tell the right thing. All of a sudden, God says, they've sinned. Notice what the Bible says in verse 31. And Moses returned unto the Lord and said, Oh, this people have sinned a great sin. 
and have made them gods of gold. God, I heard you, but those people you're about to judge are people that I love. Let me ask you a question. Is there anybody in your life that you know that's not living right that God is going to judge, that you're burdened about? I think some of us stay up in the mountain because we don't care about anybody. It's easy to get our head up high, but Jesus didn't stay up there in the mountain, did he? He cared. He went to Zacchaeus' house, and he told them to drop them stones when they were going to kill the adulterous woman. He cares. He got, you got a co-worker that is wrong? Go to God about him. He had concerned interests. Write that down. He had compassionate intercession. Write that down. Here's what he's saying. God, instead of judging them, judge me. Is there anybody you care about so much right now that you would ask God to punish you instead of them? We say we care. We say we care, but we don't ever pray. You know what Open Bible Baptist Church needs in 2022? Some Christian people that have spent so much time with God that they are burdened that others would know him like they do. Burden. In 2021, did you lead anybody to the Lord? Anybody on your job come to church? Did God not judge somebody because you prayers stopped them? Oh, my child is just getting crazy. How much time did you pray about it? My spouse is not in church. How much time did you pray about it? Not talk about it. Pray about it. Write this down. Continued indignation. God was still hot. I'll close with this point. Somebody has to come off the mountain that has been in God's presence, bold in his position, burdened for people. But then lastly, somebody has to come down off the mountain who is built for progress. You say, preacher, if I come down off the mountain, what do I have to do when I get down there? You need to be able to lead them to the promised land. See, nobody wants to follow someone who is not going anywhere. See, if you're, not, if you're out in the car and, and you have it on and you're honking the horn, when everybody gets in the car and closes the door, put the car in drive. I know you didn't just rush us out of here. You ever have someone say, come on, come on, come on. Oh, it's time to leave. Come on, it's time to leave. Let's get ready. And you get your stuff, you get down there, and they don't get up and leave. I like to tell you, some people score all the points in practice, but can't hit, and hit nothing in the game. I say some people hit the shot straight on the driving range, but can't do it on the course. I like to tell you some people can shout loud in church, but can't live for Jesus in the world. See, I'm going to tell you, if I'm going to get in line behind somebody in 2022, I'm going to get in line behind somebody that's going somewhere. I mean, I like to ask you, are you going somewhere? You call yourself a leader? Really? I'm a natural born leader. God bless you. Ain't, ain't at some point in time, you, you got to quit claiming your blood type and start telling your behavior. <laughs> Say, I'm a leader. I'm a leader. I'm just a natural born leader. People greet you and meet you. And I'd just like to tell you, you know, preacher, I'm just one of those that's a leader. Good. So you think you're, you're good? You, give me three months. I'll tell you if you're a leader or not. How? Look behind you. See if anybody's back there. You're not a leader if nobody's following you. See, the best definition I ever heard about leadership is this, having a responsibility for other people. 
Leadership is not being in charge and telling people what to do. Leadership is about what's happening uh, be on your shoulders. See, the best thing about being a husband is not telling my wife to do what to do. It's the most important thing about being a husband is being responsible for what happens in my house. See, the most important thing about being a pastor is not you stand there and you go there and you report to me. It's knowing the direction and the vision of Open Bible Baptist Church rests on your shoulders. See, I'm asking you, when you pill your head at night, do you wake up the next morning and say, I better watch where I go? Because where somebody else goes depends on me. See, you're at that same spot you were at the beginning of the year right now. The best thing you could do is tell people not to follow you. See, if you're not going to get right, have enough honesty to tell people to go somewhere else. Don't follow me. My attitude is not right. I'm not right with God. I'm not moving in the right direction. I'm at a low point time in my life. The best thing I could do to help you is to get you away from me. Man, you say, preacher, that's cruel. Are you kidding me? <laughs> have you ever had somebody approach you and say, stand back, I have a cold? How about stand back, I'm carnal? I mean, why in the world would you want to spare somebody of contagious virus and not spare somebody of carnality? See, you can take a little bit of medicine and get the cold out of your system, but you get that devil in you, it's going to take a lot more than that. Hey, we need more people that ain't right with God to say, I'm not right with God right now, but I tell you what, I can point you to somebody that I know that prays, somebody that I know that reads the Bible, somebody that I know that has the joy of the Lord. As a matter of fact, not only will I point you to them, I'll go there with you. Built for progress. Write this down. What do you mean built for progress? Spiritual privacy. See, Moses went away from everybody else and got with God. Hmm. Hmm. You want to go somewhere in 2022? You need some time alone with God. Write this down. He had a serious priority, not just spiritual privacy, but a serious priority. God, you said, go. God said, go head up. Go ahead. Go ahead up. Um, go on up. Go to Canaan. Go to the promised land. But Moses said, wait a minute. Before I get to going, if you're not going, I'm not going. Maybe we need to have some priorities in 2022. God, I'm not going anywhere. You're not going. Now watch this. If you can't claim the accompaniment of God to a place that you're going, don't go. Don't decide I'm going, this, I'm going here on Friday if you can't say I'd like the God to join me. See, I need God's presence. Write this down. Superior passion. Look at verse 18. Show me thy glory. See, before I go, let me see you in a real way. <laughs> Write it down. Secret place. God hid him in the cleft of the rock. See, you know what he is saying, Moses? You want to see me? You want to see my face real? You can't handle it. <laughs> no man can see God and live. But if you get close enough and put, I'll put you in a secret place, although you can't see me unveiled, I'll pass you in such a way you'll know it was me. Somebody. See, somebody has to do something about what's going on. See, we got a lot of Christian commentators all over America. We got our share of them in church, too. <laughs> they can tell you everything that's happening, everything that's right and everything that's wrong. You know what we call them? Spiritual thermometers. See, 
they report the temperature. See, Moses wasn't a thermometer. He was a thermostat. See, thermometers report the temperature. Thermostats make the necessary adjustment. See, if it gets too hot, you can turn on cool. If it gets too cool, you can turn on hot. See, maybe today we just need to pass on from reporting the problems and resolve to do something about them. I know in 2021, we've seen a lot of God. <laughs> and aren't you glad you did? But in 2022, somebody has to come down off that mountain. And my prayer is that somebody would be you and would be me. Let's pray. Father, Lord, I thank you. Thank you, Father, for your word this morning. Father, I ask now, Lord, with all heads bowed and all eyes closed, I ask, Father, to work now here in this service. And, Father, may the word of God that was preached this morning, may I, may I have been obedient to you, and may it not return void. again for watching us online today. If you haven't done so already, please fill out a digital connection card so we know how to better serve you this week. For encouragement throughout your week, you can listen to past sermons by searching Open Bible Baptist Church on the Apple Podcasts or Google Play Store. If you'd like to give today, you could give online at openbiblenj.org. Thanks again for joining us today. We'll see you on the next broadcast.